ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವತೇಷಾಯ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೇ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸದ್ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಸಮಸ್ತಜನಕಲ್ಯಾಣೇನಿರತ ಕರುಣಾಮಯ ನಮಿ ಚಿನ್ಮಯ ದೇವಗುರು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿತ್ಪರ ಮನೋಜವಮಾರುದತುಲ್ಯೇಗ ಜಿತೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಬುದ್ಧಿಮತಾಂಬರಿಷ್ಟ ವಾತಾತ್ಮಜಂಬಾನರಯೂತಮುಖ್ಯ ಶ್ರೀರಾಮದೂತ ಶಿರಸ ನಮಿ ಸಂತೋಷಿಣೀ ಜಗನ್ಮಾತಾ ಮಮ ಸೌಭಾಗ್ಯವೃದ್ಧೇ ನಮಸ್ಕರೋಮಿ ಭಕ್ತ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ವರದ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವ ಬದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೇ ಭಗವಂದಣವಾಧ್ಯಾನೈಗಮೂರ್ತ ನಿರ್ಮಲಾಯ ಪ್ರಶಾಂತಾ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮುಕ್ತ ನಮಃ ಮೂಕಂಕರೋತಿಚಾಲ ಪಂಗಿಂಗೆಯತೆ ಗಿರಿ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾತಮಹಂ ವಂದೇ ಪರಮಾನಂದಮಾಧವ ಸಚ್ಚಿತಾನಂದಪಾಯಶ್ಚಾತ್ಪತ್ಯಾಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯಮಲಕೋಮಳಂಗಂ ಸೀತಾಸಮಾರೋಪಿತಾಗಂಪಾಣೌಮಹಾಸಾಯಕಚಾರುಚಾಪಂ ಮನಶ್ಚಂಚಲಮಸ್ಥಿರಂತಸ್ತೋನಿಯಂತಮನಸಂ ಸುಖ 
सुखेन ब्रह्मसंस्पर्शम् अत्यंतम् सुखमश्नुते सर्वभूतस्थमात्मानम् सर्वभूतानि चात्मनि इच्छते योगयुक्तात्मा सर्वत्र समदर्शना योमां पश्यति सर्वत्र सर्वं च मयि पश्यति Sāham na pranashyāmi Sachame na pranashyati Sarvabhūtasthitam yomāṁ Pajatte katvamāsthitaḥ Sarvathāvartamānopī Sayokīmai vartate Ātmopammena sarvatra Samam pasyati yorjuna Sukham vāyati vādukham Sayogi paramomataha With the 32nd verse, Bhagavan has concluded the 6th chapter. Mainly four topics were discussed. One is the general preparation. <coughs> Samanya Sadhanani, otherwise called Bahiranga Sadhanani. Now in this Bahiranga Sadhanani, <coughs> those discipline which are to be observed throughout our day-to-day -day transaction. In that we saw how a meditator should live with reference to circumstances, with reference to objects, and to, with reference to relations. Then we saw <coughs> specific discipline, Vishesha Sadhanani, that is how to sit, how to select a place, Ekaki Yadda Chittatma, Virashira Parikraha, then the Natvichyatam Natini Chamshailajanakshottaram, so all these instructions, tattega krammana kritva, yatachittendriya kriya, upavishyasane yunjat, yogam atmavishuddhaye. So all these verses, you can see preparation just before starting the, the meditation. So it's called antaranga sadhanani. Then dhyana sarupam, the process of meditation, what is meditation, 
and is a thoughtless stage or remaining still or silent or transcending the mind the nature of meditation we are not talking about a meditation which is silent still <laughs> generally that is our understanding the meditation should be mind becomes still and mind becomes still what happen then you don't know how to hold that stillness that stillness will remain with us only few seconds and afterwards again the mind picks up thoughts so then we don't know what to do and how to direct that mind also we have no idea because then we go with the mind then afterwards our meditation will be on that topic mind has picked up <coughs> so this is not what we are talking about here we are talking about the mind with certain thoughts now what is that thought the thought about brahman the reality self which you have learned from the teacher that's why whatever that that's why this meditation is fruitful successful only when you have studied studied the scriptures just sit there blankly what will happen meditation of course some result will be there i am not saying you will not see any result some result will be there but that is not the goal and purpose of meditation <coughs> so the purposeful meditation will be only when that quiet mind is able to pick up <coughs> the thought that you have gathered from the teaching of the uh, scriptures and those words that you heard has to be absorbed <coughs> the absorption of those words now what happens is for example i tell you now if i say mango what happens to you mango picture comes to your mind and the color of the mango comes to your mind the shape of the mango comes to your mind and the the taste of the mango also come to your mind even the smell also come to your mind isn't it now when the same term when i say atma paramatma what is happening to your mind <laughs> nothing zero isn't it <laughs> now this has to change <laughs> see this change and transformation has to take place this is the transformation we are expecting <laughs> from meditation so absorption means the meaning of the words atma paramatma sachidananda satyam jnanam anantam brahm these words we have heard many times throughout the lectures you must have heard that but these words doesn't mean anything to us it doesn't talk to us it doesn't give any picture to us so what happens is we become blank totally now that situation has to change the moment i hear sat then what is that it is me i am that sachidananda <laughs> oh it is something like somebody call your name <laughs> ramakrishna immediately you lift your hand i am isn't it why because that has become your second nature <laughs> the same way you are sachidananda did you do you raise your hand no <laughs> because sachidananda is your real nature but this absorption has not taken place that information has to become a part of your brain so as long as it is a part of your brain 
it is not going to help us. <laughs> so you may be able to give a lecture, you become very popular, you can be even a guru, <laughs> people will come and prostrate you and all kinds, you become a very popular teacher also. All these things will be there, but still the teaching as is, you have not assimilated the teaching, the emotional problem, you will not be able to handle it. <laughs> so, in the, the platform when we are talking, wonderful, but if you are not able to assimilate the te teaching, your own emotional problem, you will not be able to handle it. <laughs> so, this is what the point here, Bhagavan is telling, Dhyanasarupam is for the process of meditation and what is what is the purpose of meditation we saw yatma vishuddhaye we saw that in the 12th verse so it is the purification of buddhi and buddhi has got three problems ignorance and samshaya anvritti and third one is viparita bhavana <coughs> totally opposite thinking <coughs> what you are not we are thinking that i am what you are not, you are not this physical body, but we think that I am this physical body. It's called Viparita Bhavana. <coughs> so that is to be re-educated. The mind has to be re-educated. This re-education is what we have to achieve through the meditation seat. <coughs> it is not that sitting quietly and that alone is not enough. It is okay for the beginning. But afterwards, if you want to see progress in meditation, then each word, the sentence, the statement is to be taken up by the mind and start analyzing. And finally, you have to see the meaning. And the meaning is to be like you see the meaning of mango. It should be very clear to you. <laughs> this is what the absorption, dhyana surupdhyan, Dhyana Phalam, towards the end of the sixth chapter, Bhagavan in four or six or uh, five verses, Bhagavan talked about Dhyana Phalam. What is the result of Dhyanam? That he will have a greater vision <laughs> and he will be able to appreciate the world from a different angle. <laughs> he, will, he will be able to dissolve the differences. When we look at the world, we see with the differences that this is a tree, this is a purusha, this is a man, this is a woman and that even in that also we make differences that he is a brahmana or he is a rich man, he is a poor man, he is a businessman, he is a professional and he is coming from India also, we make differences, he is from South India, North India and he is from Maharashtra, he is from Karnataka, he is from Tamil Nadu. This kind of difference we make. So that differences automatically get dissolved. He is no more looking at the differences in people. What he sees is only Paramatma residing in every heart. <coughs> that all-consuming presence of that consciousness is what his vision will be. <laughs> this is called Dhyana Phalam. Bhagavan talked about it. The, what is that? The 32 verse. He said, 
ಆತ್ಮೋಪಮೇನ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಸಮಂ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಸುಖಂ ವಾ ಯತಿ ವಾ ದುಃಖಂ ಸಯೋಗಿ ಪರಮೋ ಮತ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಲ್ಟೆಡ್ ಯೋಗಿ ವಾಟ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಎ ಯೋಗಿ ಈಸ್ ದಟ್ ಸಮೋ ಸಂ ಆತ್ಮೋಪಮೇನ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಸಮಂ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಸೊ ಆತ್ಮ ಮೈ ಆತ್ಮ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೈ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಇನ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆರ್ ಈಸ್ ನೋ ಡಿಫರೆಂಟ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ಒನ್ ದೆರ್ ಈಸ್ ನೋ ಡಿಫರೆನ್ಸ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಂಟೆಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಡಿಫರೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಬಟ್ ದ ಎನ್ಲಿವನಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ವಿದೌಟ್ ವಿಚ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ನೋ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ನೋ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಇಂಟೆಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ನೋ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಲೆವೆಲ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಸ್ ಆರ್ ಒನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ದೆನ್ ಸುಖಂ ವಾ ಯದಿ ವಾ ದುಃಖಂ ಸೊ ವೆದರ್ ದಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ದೆನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ ಲವ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ that that divine love it is not simple love it is a divine love you will experience that divine love it is not that love is not with expectation most of our love and affections are always with some expectation but here you will see a divine love without which knows only to give not take <laughs> in real love is what we know how to give but not to take so most of the mundane love is what we want to take love but we don't want to give love <laughs> but here the divine love is what always giving and he his his love you can see that throughout the personality you can see the infinite love of every living being <clears throat> and with that bhagwan has concluded the <clears throat> topic the dhyana phalam then the obstacle also we saw briefly but now this obstacles in the path of meditation in the form of arjuna's question bhagwa the the topic will be discussed so arjuna is raising a doubt at this point it's called 33 third uh, verse number 33 so Ar- arjuna uvacha <coughs> ಸಾಮ್ಯನ ಮಧುಸೂದನ ಏತಸ್ಯಾಹಂ ಪಶ್ಯಾಮಿ ಚಂಚಲತ್ವಾಸ್ತಿ ಸ್ಥಿರ arjuna vacha arjuna said yoyam yogaha tvaya proktah this yoga that tvaya proktah that you have thought now which is e madhusudana arjuna is addressing bhagwan as madhusudana so the one who destroyed madhu madhu and kaidava they were two rakshasas came out of the years of bhagwan <coughs> vishnu 
the ear, ear got wax, right? From the wax, ear wax of Bhagavan Vishnu, these two people came. So two ears are there, from one ear Madhu, another ear Kaidava came. They became so powerful, Rakshasas, they challenged Brahmaji for a fight. <laughs> Brahmaji uh, started praising, sort of worshipping Devi, the Mahamaya Devi, and she said, please do something for me, <laughs> these people are going to devour me. Then Devi, with her Maya Shakti, she woke up Bhagavan Vishnu. <laughs> Bhagavan Vishnu woke up and then challenged these two Rakshasas and they fought thousands of years. And he, Bhagavan Vishnu, could not defeat this Madhu and Kaidava. That powerful they were. And this Madhu Kaidava, then they got proud, so became very proud. And he said, now since you are not able to defeat me, defeat us, you ask of us what boon you want. So the Rathasas <laughs> are offering boon to Bhagavan Vishnu. Vishnu Bhagavan said, okay, if that is the case, let, let me be able to kill you. <laughs> then they thought that we are cheated now. So they said, okay, where there is no Bhagavan, everywhere it was water. They saw that where there is no water, there you can kill us. <laughs> and Bhagavan increased his size and keeping them on his thigh with his chakra, he killed them. And therefore, Bhagavan got the name Madhu. And that body of that Asura became the earth. It's called Methini. So, the earth is also called Methini. Uh, these are all side stories you see in different Puranas. <coughs> Every Purana has got different version of the same story. Anyway, <coughs> Their story comes in Devi Mahatmim also. <clears throat> so that Madhusudana, therefore Bhagavan got the name Madhusudana. And, hey Madhusudana, this uh, yoga that you talked about, Samyena, Samya Yoga. So Arjuna calls the yoga of meditation as Samya Yoga, Samatva. <laughs> yeah, Samya. So Bhagavan said that the Atmo Vemena Sarvatra Samam Bashyati Yarjuna. That one, one meaning is that you should see that Paramatma is Samam in all. That consciousness is residing in every living being is same. Number one. Number two, that once you have the vision of consciousness Paramatma, then you will treat everybody as equal. <laughs> so these two, Arjuna says, it is not possible. <clears throat> I do not. Yoyam yogastoya prokta samyena madhusudana etasyaham 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 nap Pashyami. I don't see this. I don't see the feasibility. Etasyaham napashyami. Why? The reason also, Arjuna says, 
because all these are possible only when your mind is quiet calm peaceful <laughs> but i have a problem my mind is chanchalatva sthitim sthiram my mind is chanchalap <laughs> fickle minded <laughs> and the sthiram See, suppose fickle mindedity is sometime what happens. Some there are certain time your mind is um, here and there. You know we can understand that, but it is not going to be always. Because any state of mind is not going to be permanent. Being a state of mind, it come and go, <laughs> isn't it? So chanjalatam also, it is not going to last. See how long you can be agitated. <laughs> Think about it. even a person who is worry so after some time mind itself will think that what is the point of worry and it start picks up something so interesting thing to think about or it become quiet also so you know, like some sometimes the children you know they keep on crying for something they keep on crying then because the exhaustion sheer exhaustion of crying the child goes to sleep isn't <laughs> it then after that next day morning the child doesn't know why he was crying he doesn't even know that he forgets the same way our mind also even though it was agitated and oscillating but there are certain moment it forgets about it and it become quiet now jina says no sthiram says chanchalatvam chanchalatva sthitim sthiram Tiramin achalam tiram firm. <coughs> it becomes very firm. It is not that the, 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 there are certain the, the reason for agitation may be something else. So because I want something, let us say why agitation come? I desire something. I want something. I want to achieve something. I want to get something. And if this is the reason for agitation. you think that i give up the desire no i hold on to it the mind hold on to it firmly and therefore it is very stita stita stiram both so continuance of that restlessness i see the continuity of restlessness the moment i pick up maybe little bit uh, a rest will be there afterwards Then, so you may go to sleep at that time. You forget about it. The moment you wake up, first thought is that only, and the whole day you start agitating about it. So, chanchalatvat stidim stiram. Now, Arjuna, yoyam yoga toya prokta samme na madhusudana. That samatta bhavana that you talked about it. That vision of oneness that you talked about it. It is not possible. <coughs> no. This is the most unnerving thing for a teacher. You see, after after teaching thirty-two verses <laughs> and establishing what is dhyana marga <laughs> and with all beautiful topics, logic and all that, Bhagwan has covered all possible doubts and even small details. Bhagwan gave, and then after he thought that he has done a good job. <laughs> and, Afterward, the student is telling what I don't think it is possible. It's so unnerving to a teacher. So this is, this is now anybody else. 
but Bhagavan would have quit the job. <laughs> That's why, you know, I used to hear that in all the Mahatmas, they used to live near Ganges banks. So, whenever they had such students, you know, they will put them in the <laughs> water. <laughs> or they themselves will jump into the water. Why should I teach some people like that? <clears throat> now, Bhagavan must have thought that, how did he get such doubt? <clears throat> and how to answer this doubt? You know, like this, he was thinking that Arjuna misunderstood Bhagavan's silence. He thought that Arjuna, Allah Bhagavan, has not understood his question. <laughs> so he is adding one more point to, to make his question more clear. He says, Chanchalam Gimana Krishna Pramati Balavatridam Tasyaham Nikraham Manye Vayurivasudushkaram Now this is the obstacle in the path of meditation. What is that? The Vikshep. There are four of them I talked about yesterday. That is, one is Leya, another is Vikshepa. Vikshepa means the wandering of the mind. Leya, Leya is sleep. So Vikshepa is wandering of mind. And sleep is something that is normal. Everybody go through that situation. So before sitting for meditation, have a good sleep, then you sit, number one. Number two, even if sleep comes, you refuse to breathe. Ah, one minute, don't breathe. Hold your breath. <laughs> Or do some pranayama. If you know how to do pranayama, you do some pranayama, then your mind becomes alert. Vikshepa is wandering of the mind. This is preponderance of rajas. Now this rajas, because of a rajasic mind, it wants to go here and there. Now this will, solution is, you have to Use your willpower. This is why Uddhare Atmanatmanam. Bhagavan said at the beginning itself <laughs> that you have to lift yourself by yourself. Don't think that one day mind will behave. <laughs> Don't take it for granted. This, uh, in every progress, when it comes to spiritual progress, generally we have a thinking. Keep, keep on listening. Sunte raho. Ek din ho jayenge. This is one, you know, <laughs> uh, keep on listening, one day it will happen. The, when it comes to disciplining the mind, you have to make some effort. If you do not make any effort in that line, mind will be as before. <laughs> there is no question of mind will one day behave. No, 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 no. We have to make some effort. So, in the meditation seat, when the mind is wandering, immediately detect, oh, oh, now this is going away. Now bring it back. That's why 
ఎలియర్ ఆల్సో భగవాన్ యతో యతో నిశ్చరతి మనశ్చంచలమస్థిరం తతస్థతో నియమ్యేత ఆత్మన్నే వశంనయేత్ వేరెవర్ వాట్ ఎవర్ రీసన్ విత్ వేట్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ విచ్ ద మైండ్ హ్యాస్ డ్రిఫ్టెడ్ అవే ఫ్రమ్ మెడిటేషన్ సో వన్స్ యు హ్యావ్ అండర్స్టాండ్ దాట్ ఇట్ హెస్ ఆల్రెడీ గాన్ బ్రింగ్ ఇట్ బ్యాక్ ఫ్రమ్ దట్ దిస్ ఈస్ అ సెల్ఫ్ ఎఫర్ట్ ఇట్ డజన్ హ్యాపన్ ఆటోమేటికలీ so that is called the vikshepa then kashayam third problem is reluctance to meditate so one feel that meditation is a dry and tasteless vocation <laughs> and there we have to force the mind so so this is because see intellect appreciated the validity of it the reason the benefit etc the intellect appreciated but even though intellect appreciated who has to do it the mind has to do it so when the mind level comes we become lazy <laughs> hey not today tomorrow we'll try mm, not early morning we'll try after breakfast i will sit down and do it so on sunday we will do it saturday we will do it like this keep on postponing this is the nature of mind this is because of our purva samskara <coughs> we have to overcome that and use your will here also one has to use one's will to overcome this kashayam <coughs> and sometime this kashayam can be overcome by some solution also you can sing some bhajans kirtans or do some puja so sit down and do soda shobhachara puja then after puja your mind will become little you know inspired mind become quieter at that time after every puja you sit down 5 minutes 10 minutes close your eyes and then then sit down for meditation that works suppose you are doing sandhyavandanam every day then after sandhyavandanam is over sit down for 5 minutes that 5 minutes will be a quality meditation <coughs> so this is how one should be able to overcome that then rasaswadanam is there that is a fourth one that comes only after a long time of meditation you start enjoying the mind it starts tasting some sweetness <coughs> and that is also an obstacle you get stuck there one has to overcome that uh, ignore it and go forward <coughs> that is the <coughs> yeah now this is what is indicated by this arjuna's question that is chanchalam hi manakrishna krishna what i said was chanchalatvat and so i said because of chanchalatvam because of that fickleness this mind is difficult to control but now arjuna says the fickleness is the nature of mind chanchalam hi manakrishna <laughs> hey my mind means what it is chanchalam it is not the nature of mind it is mind means <laughs> chanchalam it is not an attribute here to mind means chanchalam chalam hi manakrishna mind indeed is fickle pramadi balavatradam 
Pramadhi. Now, Pramadhi means math means what? It's churning. So you must have had you know, when they churn the butter, you know, the butter they churn, you know, that is math voltage. So that same way here also, when your mind is hooked on to something, what happens? It churns the mind. <laughs> it churns the mind, pramadi. And not only that, when it is churning, it is not very peaceful mind. That mind is disturbed. <coughs> pramadi. Not only that, balavat tritam. You know, some children, you know, when they, you take them to some toys or some place, then you know, the child will say, I want this. Okay, I want this. Okay, then you try to distract the child. No, 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 you look somewhere else, you know, we'll take you that, I will see you that, let us see what is there more, let us go for a walk and all that. Ah, nothing, I want this now. Beloved <laughs> So the dridam, you know, very strong. <clears throat> Once they get into that thought, you know, I want this, become oh, very dridam. I want that. You try to say, why don't you buy this? Why don't you buy that? No, dridam. This is only I want, nothing else. That type of a nature is our mind. So, sanchalam hi manakrishna pramadhi balavatridam. If mind means what? It's a it is not his nature is chanchalattam, mind is chanchalattam. <laughs> so, it, uh, mind is known for its chanchalattam, and, but then, Arjuna, chanchalattam, you understand that it is a blessing also. Uh, how? Because suppose the mind is uh, stable all the time without movement, <laughs> it will be difficult. So, for all your a day-to-day experience, mind has to be always moving, isn't it? But mind has to keep on moving. Only then experiences are possible. Suppose he's stuck with certain ideas. That's why some mental hospital and all that, you see, that mind, you know, they get stuck with some ideas and they keep on, the whole life they go with that. Thank God you are not having that. Anjalatum is good for you. <laughs> so, so, your mind is moving. It is fickle, it is good, otherwise you will be stuck with some ideas and then you will land up in a mental hospital. You are not like that. So you should be thankful to uh, the Lord, etc. Bhagavan must have tried to convince him. No, no, Bhagavan, pramadhi balavatridam. <laughs> it churns your mind, you know. <laughs> Balavat also strongly. And very firm and stubborn. See, when the mind wants something, it becomes very stubborn. And not only that, if you tell him that, see, even even if dharmic desires, it doesn't matter. But the atharmic desires is the problem. So it, it you try to convince the mind, hey, if you do this, you will have to incur sin. And if you do this, you will be you will have to worry about the law, local law, civil law, and you will have to go to jail. All these things you try to tell the mind, the mind will say, Dekha jayenge, we'll see later. <laughs> if that happens, I will see. I do some prayachitam, or I will get a lawyer, I will see 
what I can do. Oh, nothing works. Whenever they are, whenever the mind is stuck on some thought, then it is velavat dritam. Therefore, Arjuna said, tasyaham dikiraham manye. Vayo riva sudushkaram. So, that therefore, to control that mind, <coughs> very difficult. Sudushkaram. He gives an example also. Vayo riva. Like vayu, like let us say hurricane or a cyclone is coming and you want to control it. <coughs> is it possible? So, it is something like that. When the mind is in such a turbulent state, with certain desire for uh, the mind is stuck onto, at that time you try to control the mind, it is something like you are standing against a cyclone, <laughs> standing against a hurricane. How is it possible for you to control Now this is Arjuna's doubt. Now here you see, not only we have to learn what is given in Gita, but how Bhagavan answers the question also we should know. <laughs> because Arjuna is now, when he think about his doubt, he is so firm and convinced that what his doubt is real. <laughs> Isn't it? There is no solution to it. The moment he think about it, he feels there is no solution to the problem. <laughs> he gets worried, anxious. So at that time, if you suddenly say, Hey Arjuna, what you are saying is wrong, then he will not accept it. He will not even listen to you. <laughs> so how to pacify that person? So Bhagavan, see, he knows the psychology also. <clears throat> see how he answers. Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Asamshayam Mahabaho No durnikraham chalam Apyase natu kaunteya Vairagye natakrikyate Sri Bhagavan Vaja Bhagavan said, Arjuna, Asamse, first out, first time he accepted. You are right. Asamjayam <laughs> Mahabaho. So this is one this one way of what you call a, uh, flooring. I mean totally um, what you call that accepting that person's argument. Then what happened? He is not going to become defensive. <laughs> Otherwise, he will become very defensive. So how to uh, make him pacified? So he says, it is true. Asamse Mahabhava. And Bhagavan called him Mahabhava also. So this is a very, you know, <laughs> taunting him, saying that, hey Arjuna, you have a title, Mahabhava, mighty armed soldier. Isn't it? Now you are, when it comes to conquering the enemies outside, you are such a hero. <laughs> You have even titles, Bhavaho, etc. But when it comes to conquering your own mind, 
you are shivering <laughs> so that's why bhavav appropriate time bhagwan uses some words which is very indicative <laughs> to that particular context <laughs> so asamshayam mahabaho mano durnikraham chalam manaha durnikraham chalam mind is difficult to conquer durnikraham and chalam fickle yes it doesn't stay with one it always moving why because it is not your problem alone arjuna it is a common problem <laughs> because when you hear that this problem is not mine alone so everybody has got the same problem when you hear you become very happy <laughs> suppose your house suddenly in the winter se- winter season winter storm your house doesn't have electricity then you immediately ask what about the neighbors <laughs> if neighbor also doesn't have electricity you feel very happy usko bhi nahi hua so uh, when you have this a uh, psychology so here also bhagwan is specifying arjuna arjuna the asamshayam mahabaho manodurnikram chalam this is the everybody's experience it is not only your experience but there is no question of <clears throat> it it you it is impossible it is um, it is difficult yes yeah, what you say is correct it is difficult but it is not impossible that's the approach bhagwan is taking why abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagyena cha grihyate so this is a solution so abhyasa yoga abhyasa yoga bhagwan talked about it yato yato nischarati manaschanchalam astiram tatastato niyametat atmanneva vasham nayet this is abhyasa so abhyase natu kaunteya arjuna it is difficult i know but it is not impossible <laughs> because slowly slowly now look at yourself how did you become the best archer in the world at that time arjuna was the best archer at that time mahabharata that time there was nobody equivalent to him there was one equivalent person was karna but then karna had so many other problem so otherwise arjuna karna would have been the greatest but because of some curse etc poor guy could not excel arjuna so other arjuna became the greatest archer how did you become the greatest archer <laughs> because of abhyasa isn't it it's not that from the mother's womb you came that here comes arjuna the greatest archer no so steadily slowly slowly practicing arjuna was very <laughs> 
consistent in his practice. One day it, he is also called Savyasaji. Savyasaji means the one who can wield bow and arrow both hands, left hand and right hand, with equal efficiency. That was his uh, <laughs> title, Savyasaji. And how did he learn that? And even Arjuna can shoot arrows in the darkness also, night also he can go. One day Arjuna saw Bhimasena, his brother, is eating in dark, in the dark room, he was sitting there. So Arjuna saw that, hey, Bhaiya, how can you find out where is your food and where is your mouth? <laughs> he said, ah, Arjuna, it's a practice, a bias. <laughs> Then he got an idea. Then he started practicing in the night itself. So that's why Arjuna is capable of doing, you know, shooting arrows in darkness also, without missing the target. So that was a greatness. So how did you become such great archer? Without abhyasa. So just sitting in the meditation seat, one, one day you are not going to control your mind. <laughs> it is not possible. So, after a long period of time, and then also in the meditation seat, you have to make an effort to handle the mind. <laughs> Don't leave it for chance to happen. <laughs> then it will not happen. Abhyase. Now find out what is the problem, why the mind slips. There are four areas we have to take in, we have to be careful. See, first is, when a thought appears in the mind, what happens? We identify with it. Ah, this is a good idea. <laughs> and not only that, the mind gives you a glorified vision about it, magnified vision, a rosy picture. It paints. Suddenly an idea comes, you know, that let us go to Australia. Then immediately the mind will give the picture, that whatever picture that he has seen before in the movie or whatever it is, it brings out that memory. Then running kangaroos, running, <laughs> all that kind of thing, pictures and the horses. And then what is that? There's a movie also came now. Dandi, or Dandiya, some Dandi or something. Ah, yeah, you know it, okay. <laughs> so that picture also comes. Ah, then what happened? Mind gets. So it's called identification. Immediately identification. Ah, this is good. This is wonderful. Then the mind also gives you a rosy picture about it. And I'm talking about a general harmless desire, okay? There are other desires which are harmful, <laughs> which when it comes, we immediately catch hold of that desire and then the mind starts imagining the joy and happiness that you arrive, derive out of fulfillment of that desire. This is called identification. But then you feel... This desire fulfillment is not morally good, <laughs> let us say. So, it is not dharmic, it is adharmic. Suppose you discover that or the intellect reminds you, yeah, 
hey, you are thinking about it, I tell you, this is not dharmic, it is a dharmic desire. So if the intellect reminds you, then what is the next attempt of mind is what? Mind start justifying. It starts justifying. It starts telling you, so-and-so did it. <coughs> and if you have read Puranas, Itihasas, etc., you have so many examples are there. <coughs> that Indra Devata did it, and Agrivaruna Devata did it, and Agni Devata. Oh, what Devata's name you can enter? And all characters you will remember who has done wrong thing. That is all. For your justification. Very dangerous. See, the mind is so ah, <laughs> cunning <laughs> and scheming, and you have no idea. If you have not watched it, it will take you for a ride. <laughs> justify. You justify yourself. But most of the time, if you are caught with certain wrongdoing, what is your first thought? How to justify? Isn't it? How to justify and get out of it? And then afterwards, after having justified and got of it, you think you'll be happy? No. You feel miserable. Isn't it? You have given justification. You have, you know, sometimes some Swami come to the, you know, that time, they will ask also the Swamiji, is it okay? You know, the very way he asks question, the Swami will understand. This fellow wants to do it. So he will say, okay. <laughs> Then he has got the sanction. That Swami said, you can do it, no problem. So like that. But even then, even if Swamiji says, or the, uh, the Purana says, or Itihasa says, whatever it is, when he does that, you think that he will be happy afterwards. He will feel miserable. And that is when, if that Paap ka ghada bharte raisi, so when that Pap sin gets multiplied, not see once you do it, you stop it, it's not wonderful. You cannot stop because the taste will remind you to do a repeated <coughs> performance. This is called Trishna. Longing will be there. And you go for it again and again. Then what happens? It becomes a habit. <coughs> once it becomes a habit, your justification doesn't work for you. That is the time we seek for diversion. The third state is called diversion. We want to diversify, forget about that. You don't want to face that mind. So what happened? You want to bury the mind, doing even social service, seva, all these things are coming because of that. If a person seeking seva for a diversion, you have to escape from himself, that seva will not work for him. <laughs> ah. So we have to understand, everybody wants to do seva. And that seva become a nuisance afterwards. Then how to get rid of that person, we don't know. So this, what purpose that he is doing? He sometimes some people join the, what he called, a gym club and then, and then yoga asana, they would do it. They do some sports. Then they are, sometimes they come to the temple to do seva also. All these are diversion they are seeking. They want to escape from themselves. 
And even that, the such people go to the ashram and all that, they will they want to do seva. They come with good intention. Afterward, they complain, Swamiji, I came here for peace, but here there are a lot of politics. <laughs> Why? Because he is looking for, his mind is there in that kind of a situation. People come for peace, they will see peace. But people come for politics, they will see politics only, nothing else. <laughs> It is your mind, what dirt that you are carrying, that you spill around. So, this third state is very dangerous. <laughs> and all this diversion, people want to escape from their own guilt, etc. They come to Sava and they think that some punya I gain, that will neutralize the papa, etc. There is another issue is that, so that <laughs> it is not. Then the fourth state is, even that is not working then they will go for escaping. It's called take, take. Reminding the mind, then what happens? Slowly, slowly, slowly the grip will go. This is one. Now, then, continuing, Bhagavan is continuing the thought. Asam yatatmana yoga. Vashyatmana tu yatata Shakyo vaptu mupayata Asamyatatmana yogaha dushprapa iti me matihi In my opinion, me matihi, my opinion In my opinion, what is that? Asamyatatmana, a man who is uncontrolled, who has uncontrolled, who has uncontrolled mind. Self here is mind. The one whose mind is uncontrolled. To that person, a man of uncontrolled mind, yogaha dushprabha, hard to attain. So yogaha, dhyana yogaha here. So, Bhagavan, whenever the Yoga Shapta comes in this particular chapter, we mean it is Dhyana Yoga. So, Dhyana Yoga is difficult for him. <laughs> An indisciplined mind. That is why Bahiranga Sadhana also very important how he conducts himself in the world outside. He should not get violent emotion. Any emotion should not become violent then it will have a lasting impact in the subconscious. And it is to overcome that, it takes a long time. Lot of energy is wasted. <laughs> because whenever a person gets angry, how much calories he wastes, how much energy is wasted, how many muscles are in trouble. <laughs> and you know, if you study that, very interesting. They say that, how many muscles have to work for getting that particular the, the mood of anger 
And if you are happy, relaxed, you see, all the muscles are relaxed, happy. <laughs> so that's why they say, keep on smiling, it is good for your health, it is good for your heart, it is said. <coughs> so, asamyadatmana yoga dushprapa idime matihi vasyatmanatu yatada, but the self is controlled, yatada shakyo vaptum upayataha. So, employing appropriate means, one who is able to discipline his mind. So, there are appropriate means, that is why in our Shastra, in Hinduism, as many people, that many type of techniques are given. (laughs) Different, different. So, even meditation also, there are so many techniques are given to control the mind. Some people say pranayama is good, some people say japa is good, some people say, I don't know, what are the things, looking at one lamp, you know, they keep one solitary lamp, you keep on looking at it, mind becomes steady, like that they say. And they have some music also, now put on the music, you listen to the music, your mind becomes quiet. Like this, there are so many techniques are there. Whatever technique you use, it doesn't matter. But what is the net result that we want is mind become calmer, quieter, peaceful. <laughs> so, vasyatmanatu yatata. So, mind behaves. Now, today what happened? Mind is our master. Actually, it should be the other way around. <laughs> we should be the master of our mind. But what is happening now? The mind is our master. <laughs> our Gurudev used to say our mind has become like a step on waste paper basket. <laughs> you see, when you step on waste paper basket, what happened? It opened the mouth, isn't it? And then you put. <laughs> so like that, somebody comes and asks you, kachuri khayenge? Haan. <laughs> you put. Jilebi khayenge? Haan. Put. Whatever the mind say, haan. <laughs> put. So this is what is happening now. <laughs> Whatever the mind is, the impulse, dictators, we run for it, we go for it. <laughs> and therefore, Bhagavan says, you have to create that, that discipline, self-discipline, self-imposed discipline. For that, what is necessary? That mind has to be convinced that this is the one that is going to make me happier in a longer period of time. <laughs> so, most of us want happiness short time. <laughs> you ask your mind, you want happiness longer period or shorter period? So, if you want a longer period of time, one has to have me- moderate. Earlier Bhagavan talked about yuktahara viharasya yukta cheshtasya karpasu yukta supnava bodhasya yogo bhavati dukkaha So, the same way, we have to moderate our living style, indulgence. It is not that our rishis were against our indulgence, please. Don't misunderstand. All our rishis were happily married people. (laughs) So, it is not that they were against any type of indulgence. Go ahead and indulge, but be moderate. That is what it is. Don't overindulge. Overindulgence is the one that creates problem indiscipline in the mind, <coughs> that kind of a, what you call, fixation, this 
mind become violent. So therefore, certain discipline you impose on yourself and that will lead you slowly, slowly you will be able to handle the mind. So, abhyasena tukaunteya vairagyena chadushkita. Then, asamjyatatmana yoga dushprapaiti memadhi vashyatmana tu yatata shakyo vaptum upayataha. Now, Arjuna raises another doubt. This is one topic, one continuous topic. It's a very interesting topic. I want to reserve this for tomorrow. <laughs> very interesting topic because I'll tell you. Arjuna's question briefly. See, suddenly he realizes, suppose I give up everything and I start practicing this yoga of meditation. If I realize the truth in this life, then it is again. Okay. But suppose I don't realize in this life, and I have given up this life also, and I have not gained the other life also, will I become like Trishangu? kutta <laughs> Na gharka, na gharka. <laughs> so, like that, will I be totally lost? What will be the fate of that person? Ah, this is a question Arjuna is asking and Bhagavan is answering very beautifully. I will keep it for tomorrow. Okay? So don't miss tomorrow's class. It's very important. So, I don't know whether we can meditate. I hope the police don't make any noise. Sit comfortably, maximum base, relax the body.
prostrate before Gurudev. Prostrate before the Lord. Be cheerful. Let the mind be cheerful. A cheerful mind is easy to handle. And tell the mind, we are going to meditate ten minutes. All your issues, problems, you can keep it pending. I will attend to it later. And start your japa. I shall chant, you listen to the sound. The image of the Lord may disappear. Don't try to bring it back. Don't struggle. Meditation seat, one should not struggle. It should be comfortable, easy, without any tension.
your body. You are aware, your mind is calm, quiet, peaceful. That awareness, consciousness, in whose light, in whose presence you are alive, that is your real nature. That is the meaning of I Aham. Purnamada 
పూర్ణమిదం పూర్ణాత్పూర్ణముదే పూర్ణస్య పూర్ణమాదాయ పూర్ణమేవాశిష్యే ఓం శాంతిశాంతిశాంతి హరి శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓం